Hey guys, real quick before today's episode, I know we usually put in our little funny blurb at the beginning, but today's movie does cover topics of sexual assault and suicide, so just wanted to give that trigger warning. Listen at your own discretion. Okay, thanks. Shake and Not Scared podcast, a podcast where we talk about classic and modern horror movies while we try to come up with a three drink to go with it. Here with you as always, your hosts, Eric and Vivi. How are you, Vivi? I'm good. I'm pretty excited because today we have our first guest ever on the show. Who's that? It's Johnny, <laughs> your brother. Oh, me. <laughs> when did you get here? Um, like 20 minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about yourself, Johnny? Um, yeah, I'm Eric's brother. You're probably the reason he's into horror movies. Yeah, I've mentioned you a lot. I oh, think. yeah. I definitely scared him a couple of times growing up. Um, he's probably still has PTSD from me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't pay for that therapy. Yeah. But you picked the movie for today. I did. The craft for it, like, it was a very, like, significant part of my life growing up. I had, I broke my mom's wedding rosary because of the craft. <laughs> okay. I went through, like, a nice little goth phase. And I remember I, I grabbed her rosary because I didn't have another one. And then as soon as it broke, I put it back where I found it. Never mm-hmm. told her. Years later, she found, or a month later, she found it. And she was like, who broke, like, who did this? I'm like, no idea. <laughs> oh, should have taken better care of it. The devil. Like, well, yeah. now she knows. It was <laughs> Like you mentioned, we're talking about The Craft from 1996. Directed by Andrew Fleming. Yeah. Yep. I chose a drink to go with it, and I'm kind of sad because I don't like it. Um, And we have our first guest, so that's a little disappointing. (laughs) She tasted it. She cheated. I'm excited. It looks good. It had glitter in it. It does have glitter in it. It does. does. You just got to mix it a little bit. It's very aesthetically pleasing, but I don't know if you guys are going to like it. Did you change it up for the this? I know you made a purple one earlier. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I oh, actually, that's the one you're drinking. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I gave you guys the one I didn't like and I chose another. <laughs> but I tasted it. So I got this recipe off Pinterest and I changed it a little bit. And I'm going to call it Bitchcraft. Uh, it's very Bitchcrafty. <laughs> yeah. It's a black looking drink and it has glitter in it. It has vodka, Kahlua, creme de cassis. I don't know if that's how you pronounce Cassis. it. Cassis. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> if you guys want to give it a try. Go ahead. All right. Try. This is our candid response. Me and Johnny didn't really. So looks, yeah. it looks great. It does have glitter in it. It looks look very like um, if you were to see like a witch stirring a pot full of um, a poison or a cauldron or anything like that. It looks like that. Then they have these like cute little stirs with a skeleton on it and <laughs> berries on it. It looks very high class. <laughs> oh my god, it is high class. I'm allergic. <laughs> <laughs> if you let it sit earlier, you let yours sit and look. The glitter looked like a spider web on the top. So yeah. let your drink sit if you like spider webs. <laughs> so what do you guys think? It tastes like alcoholic jelly. <laughs> like it needs peanut butter. That laugh made the drink go through my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has a very specific taste, and I want to know if you guys can guess it. You said it tastes like candy. It tastes like a certain candy. Like a bad candy? Some taste candy. It's not a candy I like. Like a grape jelly rancher or something like that. Like a watered-down grape It is rancher. definitely grapey. Ooh, I what? thought it actually tasted like a Tootsie Roll. Oh, no. No, not at all. Like licorice? Like, or not like Tootsie Roll? Oh, you're talking about like the chocolate? Yeah, the little, like... Really? The cheap Halloween candy that you get every year and you don't like. <laughs> well, I don't like. It does taste like the kind of candy that you want to throw away. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say it tastes like cough syrup. Yeah, like a... Oh, I don't like, like Tootsie Rolls. Like cough drops. Kind of. I mean, it's fine. It's not so bad that I wouldn't order. Like, if it was the only drink on the menu, I'd still <laughs> yeah. order it. 
I promise I like I've made yeah. better drinks than this. I was going to say, I feel like we're giving it a bad rap. It's fine. It's not if nasty. If you like Tootsie Rolls or candies, but it's aesthetically pleasing. It for sure. Yeah. No, it's it's a great holiday drink if I'm if it was like dark day. I don't know. <laughs> Black funeral. Fairy Day. Funeral. funeral. <laughs> oh, yeah. Funeral. If they had this at a funeral, I'd be like, yes, I'm going. <laughs> what about yours? You didn't drink your fancy purple one. Okay, so I made another one. I basically made a gimlet with uh, Empress Gin, which is... The gin that changes color when you add citrus to it. Is it a bitch gimlet? Because this one's a bitch craft. Well, I did put glitter in it, so I guess it's a bitch gimlet. <laughs> what would you guys rate it? Two. Oh, I wouldn't go that low. I'd give it like a five or a six. Out of five. I, I, I actually didn't think it was. Out of five. I, oh, I out of five. Oh, out of five. <laughs> yeah. Out of five. Uh, like a three. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's more than half. Like I probably, I probably would order it again. Yeah. If if I looked at the menu and everything else looked weird, I'd probably go back with this. Mm. It's a I want to post this on Instagram drink for sure. Not a it tastes amazing. Drink. Well, I, I, as soon as I walked in, that's what I did. I, t- I pulled out my phone. And I took took a video of the swirling because it, it looks really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I would have also given it like a, like a two. Would have. Yeah, because I drank your... it while we were watching the movie, but then I made myself another drink. You poured yourself a beer because you were like, I need to wash this. <laughs> wash this down. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, and I feel like it's one of those, like, the more you drink it, the more I'm going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. to be fair, I guess if you haven't heard other episodes, I'm not a sweet drink drinker, so that's uh, why mine's You also right. hate vodka. And I do hate vodka. I did hear that. I have, like, like cliff notes for you, each of you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so mine's a two for that reason, but... Um, I just don't like the Tootsie Roll type taste of it. Definitely looks like a Halloween drink, tastes like a Halloween candy, but not a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like it, take a look at it, drink it, try the Gimlet too. It looks cool. All right. So that being said, uh, we're going to do our consuming creepy content segment. So what we're reading, what we're playing, what we're watching. Do you want to tell us what you've been consuming? I've been watching a lot of Unsolved Mysteries because they brought that back. Oh, yes. And I think it's kind of uncomfortable to watch. Like, it's like we were talking about, like, Saw and, like, those kind of movies where it's, like, it's torture and, like, it's, like, an endurance film. And I feel like Unsolved Mysteries is very much that, like, fetishizing people's heartbreak. Because you know that they still haven't solved this mystery. So the whole episode is about you watching these people cry over their loved one that they lost and you know they're not going to find them by the end. So it's like you're just watching it for the fun of watching people cry. And, it's, and that, it, yeah. when, I, when I realized that, I'm like, oh, this is creepy. This is like... Did you yeah. grow up watching the original? I just remember hearing the sound. I remember like the end of it and be like, if you have any information on... Yes, such, yeah. yeah. Like I, I remember that. So, but I don't remember any like specific episodes, but I know that I used to watch it because of that because I remember that guy. Do you... Uh, so it's funny you say that because I think we were talking about this with the uh, Amityville Horror and The Conjuring is that uh, these Hollywood movies kind of glamorize these actual events that have happened for people that may be traumatic, right? Yeah. But they maximize on it money-wise and, you know, don't necessarily really care. Maybe they do, uh, but care about like the emotional toll that those kinds of events have taken on people. I, I think like, this, like Unsolved Mysteries, it really is trying to find these people mm-hmm. unfortunately they're also showcasing this all this pain right they're like yeah. they make they are making money off these people's horror but i think ultimately they do like because i feel like in the old version anyway there were a couple of situ- moments where like they found the person because of because the show, of the show. Yeah. Yeah. which is so uh good like it makes you feel so good when you read those articles of the yeah. unsolved mysteries actually being solved and that sort of closure that people get mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting i think what about you what are you consuming? Is that all you got? Hold on. Sorry. That's all I got. Okay. All got. Nothing else creepy. I don't, yeah, not too many creepy things. Creepy people. Next creepy time. people. <laughs> That's a whole other segment. <laughs> I've been watching the, I guess this is more true crime, 
the Mia Farrow versus Woody Allen documentary that's now on HBO, and it is messed up. Tell me about this. Yeah, what is that? Okay, so, like, I kind of remember this being a story. You know that Woody Allen is now married to Suni, I think is her name, but she was one of Mia Farrow's adopted children, and he was dating Mia Farrow for, like, 10 years. And essentially groomed this child to be his bride. Creepy as It's fuck. gross. Oh my god. It's really gross. And Real life Twilight. It's worse than that. Cause <laughs> like it examines like his films and how there's a lot of like pedophilia and grooming in his films, which I didn't realize. I might go back and watch and try to see <laughs> like, that. Yeah, I'm not on board with pedophilia at all, obviously, but like, but <laughs> I there's don't like nobody is. Oh, yeah. No, but there's like a like Lolita, like the Lolita, like. Did you ever watch that movie? Lolita? Yes, I did. And it does like it, like when I take that and I take like the Michael Jackson situation and I think of like a stunted event in their lives, like the Lolita guy in that in that story. Anyway, like he falls in love with the, someone that he's the same age with. That image sticks in his head as what he's interested in. Mm-hmm. He grows up, the image stays there. Mm. But there's this like unresolved tension crisis because this girl dies or whatever when yeah. he's a kid that you're like, you're like, it is psychologically, I mean, it's psychologically like, 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 oh my God, I feel so bad for him. But in real, realistically, it's like, you're still a pedophile. Exactly. Yeah. So like, not like a cool thing to do to someone else. Like it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because you had a horrible childhood Go to experience mm-hmm. does not mean you get to do that to other people. Yeah. But it, but it just kind of calls to, like, we have to, like, pay attention, like, as far as, like, counseling and resources for people that are, like, that out there. We need to make sure that we draw attention to... Well, that's why I'm so amazed that he had such a successful, like, movie career. Because all his films are about grooming and pedophilia. And it's like, we just let this happen. We did. That's what, <laughs> that's what I've been watching. And it's been gross. Um, what have you been watching? <laughs> Nothing so serious. <laughs> I've been watching... Cartoons. No, just kidding. I've been watching Attack on Titan. Everyone who's been listening to this for a while, I finally finished it. It's really good. The last episode of season, what is this, three? Yes. Three? Yeah, it's it's really good and like opened up a whole other world. First episode, you watch a kid's mom get eaten in front of him. Mm. So, hot. Traumatized. Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that kind of (laughs) eaten. Oh, Oh, my God. No. (laughs) No, wait a minute. But you've also been playing Doom. I have. So I, I finally beat Doom uh, after like a week. Bibi was impressed that I beat it very fast. I don't know if you remember Doom. That's a very old game. The original uh, one. I didn't bit. play too many games. Yeah, you did. You didn't You're play any I, horror games growing up? I like video games that I played were like I played like some Atari games, like Galaga. I played Galaga. I played like <laughs> Mario Brothers Contra. Do you remember Contra? Contra, yes. Contra, which was like to me was like like the knockoff of like what it was like with Street Fighter. Yeah. It felt very that. Contra? Contra was Contra? Street Fighter was fighting. You're talking about Double Dragon. Contra? Double Dragon. Like, yes. But like, Contra was very, I remember like, I can remember the episodes of like, of like. Yeah. You're you running can, around, you, you get like never some endless it, yeah. amount of bullets. <laughs> There's a guy, Alec Nyston on Instagram, who I think is super hot, who cuts his, he's like blonde and he cuts his hair like flat top and he looks like a character. From like that. Guile from Street Fighter? Like, like, yeah. Like he's like, like a, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so Doom is a very old game, but it got remastered, or remade, I think is what the correction is. But there's a sequel called Doom Eternal, and I'm playing that now. So it's a lot more guns, a lot more aliens, a lot more demons, a lot more space. So if <laughs> you like space. demons in space, this is the game for you. Game. <laughs> yeah, space is very, like, now, too. Like, six feet of space. Like, <laughs> yeah. At least. 
Uh, but the last thing I've got is, uh, so sadly enough, a podcast that I've been listening to for like four years, uh, it's called the What If Podcast. They talk about everything What If. It's coming to an end. A couple guys that I felt like, you know, you listen and they're like your friends not, that are not your friends, you know, uh, <laughs> coming to an end. So if you ever have time to check out another podcast, the What If Podcast, I recommend it. They've got like two years worth of content out there, but sad. But they also have creepy content, so if you like that, check mm-hmm. it out. So are we ready to talk about the crap? Let's do it. I'm ready to talk about it. All right, I am going to read the IMDb review or plot summary. So after transferring to a Los Angeles high school, Sarah finds her telekinetic gifts appeal to a group of three wannabe witches. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) Who happen to be seeking a fourth member for their rituals. Rochelle and Nancy and Bonnie, like Sarah herself, all have troubled backgrounds which combine with their novice powers <laughs> lead to dangerous consequences. When a minor spell causes a fellow student to lose her hair, the girls grow power mad. I would say they grew power mad before that. Yeah. Wait, the hair is what caused them to... <laughs> there was like scenes before that where they were going power mad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a... It happens pretty early in the movie, too. It's like an hour in. Yeah. And it's almost two-hour movie. So, Johnny, you picked this movie. <laughs> yeah. It was probably one of the first movies that I ever connected with femininely. Like, it was, it was like, I remember I wanted to be Feruzabal so bad. And, <laughs> like, I would, like, like the way I would walk was, like, I, my hands were, like, really straight. And, like, I wanted to wear black. And, like, I wanted to be Feruzabal. It was probably the first time I ever wanted to be a woman. Like, <laughs> like, I, I just wanted to have that, embrace that, like, that, that moment. That feminine power. That feminine movie. power. But it's also, I feel like it, over the years, it's, it's like, it wasn't as popular back then, and but now it's like a it super cult. It is a cult, cult classic. Classic, mm-hmm. yeah. People There's are like, a sequel coming out. This is the thing, like, like if you compare it with, like, I, we kind of mentioned what we were watching it, like, Clueless. Like, there's scenes that are very, like, Clueless is, like, the, like, the, the, the yay, happy Noxima moment, and we're walking into high school, and, like, oh, my God, as if, like, with Cher, like, Walking onto campus, and then in this movie, there's like they're walking onto campus, but they're like the very like, they're the, the outcasts, the dark the goths. outcasts, the goths. Goth. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I was that cool. Yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember this movie, and I think I watched it again when I was in high school and college. Because you all were like three years old. When yeah, when it first came, came out. out. Yeah. yeah. But same thing. You're like, damn, this is what I want to be. That like goth baby, like all black. I think that's the reason my house looks. If like I ever this have now. a baby, I want a goth baby. A goth baby, yeah. <laughs> we will only accept goth children in this I, household. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I think, it's crazy oh, how yeah. it's like so popular, right? But then growing up, it was always like you were the outcast. For real. I mean, this yeah. is like oh, this is that. a movie for the outcast. So it connects with a lot. Like, I feel like like even popular people feel like outcasts. So I feel like that connects <clears> with a lot of people. It resonates mm-hmm. with a lot of people. So do we want to get into summarizing what happens? No. No? Okay. Fun facts. Oh, go for it. <laughs> uh, so I've got fun facts now. Um, these are coming from mentalfloss.com. To make the movie more authentic, a couple of factors played a key role. Feruza Balk was a practicing Wiccan and even bought an occult shop that helped her conduct her research. She knew a lot about the subject to the extent that the director would consult her to improve scenes and make the characters more believable. Shut up. I did not know that. So they also hired Pat Devon as a consultant who is a member of the Covenant of the Goddesses, one of the oldest and largest Wiccan organizations in the United States. That's pretty cool. Can I join? Cute. <laughs> we should look that up. I know you wanted to get into Wicked lately. I've like studied some of it, but it is overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of witchy friends, like friends that believe in like a lot of like the witchy type stuff. Or, like, and I feel like 
Wicca has this like really bad, like obviously it has a like, bad, bad rap. rap. But I feel like at the core of Wicca is a lot of like natural connect with earth. Oh, kind of for things sure. That, as a modern society, we forget like like intuitive, like okay, like smell the rain kind of stuff that we like. That's Wicca, and like we don't do that anymore. You know why though? Because everyone defaults witch and witchcraft to the demon. Yeah, yeah, no, and Wicca bad. is honestly about natural yeah. connections to the earth and things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a they, religion. It is a religion. Totally. It's a recognized religion in the U.S. I, I mean, there's a whole yeah. organization, Covenant of the Goddesses. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. <laughs> we should look it up for real. What else you got? So, so allegedly, weird things happen behind the scenes during the rituals. According to Balk, she had heard from a witch that the beach was not for pagan ceremonies. And during... The filming of the ritual on the beach, the tide kept wiping out the set when they would start their incantations. You know, I thought that the beach was part... Because this movie focuses a lot on the elements. I thought mm-hmm. the beach was like the water element. But I guess it was I just thought it was because it was California. They never, <laughs> that too. Do they ever say where it is? San Francisco. LA. Yeah. Oh, they do say so. Oh, oh LA. LA, because oh, later they came from on, San Francisco? they say she moved from San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Everything about it just feels very Californian to For me. Sure. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. they have to have the ocean. Yeah. And the beach. And a hammerhead shark. <laughs> they have yeah, cactuses yeah. in their house. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Are, Palm Springs. So the weird thing is that the tide would go down when they would stop. And they, they had consulted a park ranger who told them that the tide wasn't going to be a problem while filming. So they all thought this was weird. Apparently, I didn't write this one down, but a white owl was following them around during filming, too. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool, yeah. yeah. I love a good haunted film. <laughs> Same. I mean, no one died like in other movies. But... Oh, no, yeah. Do we know that for sure? Oh, sh- oh. possibly. Off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Uncredited. We'll look that up later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so time to dive in. So the opening scene is Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle doing some sort of ritual. And I just want to say, I want my whole house to look like the little setup they have going on. It was, there was like sigil, like, 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 like lots of like images yeah. and... My place plays like shit. Do you burn sage? Do you burn? Yeah, we, we do. do. We sage Palo Santo, and Palo Santo. Palo Santo. Like yeah. I, I, I like how like it smells like campfire, but two different campfires. Mm-hmm. It, it smells, smells like, minty. Kinda. Yeah. Palo Santo does. To me, Palo Santo smells very perfumey mm-hmm. when you burn it. Yeah. Um, I mentioned with... this before, but Palo Santo helps with migraines. So if you have really? migraines, burn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got a lot of once that. First scene gets played out. We get a lot of symbology flashing, and then the intro starts. And it's cloudy. There's a, there's a plane. So it looks like the family is approaching a new home. There's boxes. It's raining. And they they move in from San Francisco to L.A. I don't imagine it's not that far that you have to take a plane. You could drive. You could drive. It's pretty far though, isn't it? Like four. And if hours? you're moving, why would you take a plane? Yeah, don't you have to take like a U-Haul with the, all your the, shit? You even 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 like it looks like the Harrod Movers because the box yeah. like if you remember mm-hmm. they, they walked in the boxes were already inside their house. But even if I Harrod Movers, I would still have like a pillow or a blanket, like the towels that I just I don't know. I feel like I would still drive from San Francisco to L.A. Follow the truck. I would drive from Chicago to L.A. So I don't know why they wouldn't drive from. Oh, you would. <laughs> I. I, I she you, I don't know about road trips, but... She can't last so, more than an hour without having Ryan and I... I'm gay. I'm Ryan. <laughs> so Ryan and I, like, we were living in Austin, and we had, like, two weeks off. Like, I, because I, I would group my... I'm a, a nurse, and I would group my working days. So it was three days on, and, like, whatever, four days off. And I would just group them so I would have six days on, and I have eight days off. So I had a bunch of days off, and we just drove as far west as we could go, knowing that we have to, like, turn around and drive back. So if there's ever an opportunity to drive to LA, and if I'm it. moving, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it. Maybe 
This is why you like road trips. I it's like you, a family thing. I told you I would love to do it. You just would hate it. Well, you tell me all the time how you guys would drive to Wisconsin. So what we should do then is That's like you trip. hang out with Ryan and babysit Ryan for me and Eric and I are going to take it. Oh, for sure. Go <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah. And then we're going to go to school and turn into witches. Oh, you can't do that without me. <laughs> as long as we walk in just like Bruce yeah. <laughs> Guys, I need more ring. black clothes. But let's talk about the giant house they move into. And the yes. messed up roof that they had. It's like what does dad inside. do? Like I want to know like, what does daddy do? Also, where's mom? Mom was like in the first scene and then never again. Yeah, stepmom, stepmom, stepmom. stepmom. I didn't even realize that it was a stepmom until later. Yeah, right. until she pulls out the picture of her actual mom. Yeah, yeah. And there's an angsty song. Like it, like, the intro song is like very like. Isn't it uh, like? Is the isn't like a redone version of the Beatles? What's her, I forget what's. I'm pretty sure it was a Beatles song. I, I don't know, but all the music in this film seems really like really good. It was very super 90s. quintessential. Yes, quintessential nineties. Cordis Head was in there. I forget what the name of the movie is, but it's like give me a reason to be a woman. Mm. Yes, like, like, yeah. I love yeah. yeah that line. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so that's uh, they're moving in. Looks like the daughter is uh, also trying to assimilate to the house. There's a weird knock at the door, and a homeless man implied brings in a snake. Like, let's talk about that daughter though. Like, let's talk about Sarah and how her actions are very like I don't care, and like she's like. Her, her body positioning is like arms and shoulders are very back mm-hmm. and like she's not like i feel like San, <laughs> like laid back la yes but like she's from san francisco which are it's a little bit edgier maybe mm-hmm. like i feel like she's acting very like oh, i don't care here over there it's like side. angsty teen i think it's yeah. an angsty teen thing yeah which oh so all none of the actresses were actually teenagers during the filming of this movie they never obviously. are very <laughs> obviously <laughs> they never are yeah they never are the youngest looking of them was probably nev campbell Mm. And uh, we just covered Scream like two episodes ago, and we can talk about how she's portrayed as like the quiet, shy girl, but she's beautiful. Yeah, she like oh yeah, we talked about that like, like she like she shoulders down, covered up, head to turtleneck, like, no makeup, hair yeah. mess, interface, like, yeah, and, yeah, and then she like goes through that like surgery, and it's like oh guys, I have tits, like yeah, <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> for sure. Like her face changed, yeah. Anyway, back to the homeless man. Going up to your house when you move in <clears throat> with snakes. If a homeless man walks up to me with a snake, <laughs> I am not going to lay on the floor. Like, like Sarah just like fell. Oh. Like, yeah. She calls her dad, but like. Yeah. The dad comes out and kills the snake. The homeless man runs away. One time I was drawn by a homeless man. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not. As them breaking into and your I, house. And I stood there for it. I didn't fall. Also, the timing. I, I feel like they were just moving in Bacchus yeah. and it was daylight and all of a sudden it's like dark and raining and there's this homeless man with a snake. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Which becomes like a like trope yeah. throughout the movie. Snakes. Yeah. He returns too. We yeah. see him on later on. Yeah, we do. Are you afraid of snakes? I'm afraid of snakes. <laughs> are you? I think we're afraid of sna- uh, spiders. I don't like snakes. Spiders are fine. Uh, now? So... They are. You were definitely afraid before. <laughs> I think it's because Ryan's afraid of them, so now I'm supposed to not be. Oh, okay. I'm usually like someone the has to be the sn- <laughs> someone has to put killer. the cup on them yeah. and take them outside, and that's me. <laughs> oh, so you don't kill them? I do not. Kill ah, them. that's good. Because they like they take care of bugs. That's so. very Wiccan of you. Yeah. They don't kill because it's like part of the element. I'm gonna put that on my Wiccan card. It's yeah, like, it's like it's like a <laughs> For sure. it's like an organ donor. <laughs> <laughs> Does not kill spiders. <laughs> I. I don't know about spiders. Like, okay, I know people keep them as pets, and that's cool, but I wouldn't keep them as pets. Snakes or spiders? Spiders. And snakes. Both. <laughs> people keep uh, tarantulas and Oh, stuff. I, I wouldn't oh, keep yeah. a spider as a like, pet. Like, no. I feel like I wouldn't be able to keep track of it. Like, we have a friend who's like, I don't want it. a cat because a cat it? can't love me. 
I feel like the same way about spiders and tarantulas. They can't give you, like, love. You're just taking care of it. You sure? Yeah. They, just, they just need to learn their love language. I don't. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be too scared. It'd be like, like, a, like a lion even or like a bear. Like, you can probably train it, but it can still bite your head off. Some tiger yeah, king shit. It could shit. just turn on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she goes to this high school. She doesn't have a uniform. Way to, like alienate yourself as the new girl right it's a catholic school so it's catholic school nothing less says new girl like someone that's not in a like above the knee plaid skirt for sure yeah. in a very 90s um like sundress we're introduced to the characters in the school and immediately introduced to the three <gasps> wait though when she's dropped off at, like because I, I wrote this note down like when she's dropped off by her dad did you listen to her like body language or did you watch her body language when she's talking to her dad she feels very sexy she was like i know dad <laughs> and again dropped off at school but it's like it's almost like her boyfriend was dropping her off not her dad <laughs> like that's like that, that was a feeling i kept getting i'm like why is she acting like so sexy her character like, is very subtly sexy yeah well i was gonna say I, I like how the vibe that it's supposed to give is that i'm the new girl who's nervous and like is the outcast or whatever but you guys are taking the, it as like i'm just too good okay. to be here okay she's the new girl but like she does a million things on her first day including making out with someone goes and One, does a ritual in the woods two. <laughs> like I wouldn't do that if I was the new girl. <laughs> that was all in the same day, wasn't it? Yes. That's like the first forty-five minutes of the movie is all one day. Yeah. So uh, we're introduced to the three, though. Yes. Rochelle, Bonnie, and Nancy. most importantly, Nancy. And the noose in the locker. Yeah, I was gonna oh, yeah. talk suicide about suicide right off the bat. Yes, a suicide topic immediately, or she's just trying to be very edgy. Mm-hmm. Who, Sarah? Um, Nancy. Oh, that's right. She has the noose in her locker. Yeah, they're like, they're hating on everybody. They're like, uh, we're the outcasts. And then like, I'm going to pull this noose and just kind of hang from it really awkward. Like, so like, that's not going to make you an outcast, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I was going to say, it's to imply that they're the weird ones. They're the, like, so, which brings me to the ke- the question. Were you guys the outcasts in high school? I knew you in high school, so that's an unfair question. My yeah. high school, like, there were no outcasts. Like, I went to... Uh, like a boarding high school and there was it was the weirdest most safest like high school environment no one was an outcast everyone was friends with everyone else like there were cliques there were like groups of people that like definitely like you could tell like this is this is this group and that's that group but like everyone was just kind of like a friend even even you i think coming from like cps mm-hmm. going to that school you like explode i mean i was a kid at the time but i know that you exploded socially yeah out of your, your I, I feel like i feel like in high school i probably was shy like shyer than ever there was no reason for me to be shy and i was just shy just because i that was like me and even now i feel like i'm extroverted online but i'm introverted in person mm-hmm. like as long as there's like like right now like we're recording this so i feel like oh, i and talk about everything and be open but if yeah. this was like in person with other larger group yeah. of people oh hell no <laughs> yeah. like, like 10 drinks then it'd still be like okay maybe i can like say hi yeah <laughs> slurred hi <laughs> <laughs> what about you? you i was 100 percent the weird girl in high school no. that's why you fucking married me oh yeah <laughs> i can vouch for like yeah <laughs> <laughs> there were like I, I was just telling Eric earlier, like I didn't realize how into some things he was in until she came into the picture. Like Vivi's in the picture, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I well, was the weird girl. I was probably the girl with the noose in her locker. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you were oh my god, attention. Eric is a noose chaser. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't a noose chaser. A N U. Oh no. <laughs> you. We're always very social in high school that I so, can tell. That's weird because so I grew up getting picked on and I always tried to be social, which is a different. So I think it's a different take because I tried to be social, but it, 
that that might have come off as extroverted, but it was like a cry for help. I think. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like I was just trying to be cool, but I was so unattached, like oh, so unattached from anyone because I felt like I needed to be something else to be able okay. to be friends. Because you ended up with the weird girl in high school, <laughs> I was gonna say I probably didn't see you as the cool kid. I'm and I'm, <laughs> and, I'm not, no, I'm, and I'm implying that I'm not saying it worked, right? Because I I'm getting a lot really of tea. Were. I'm getting like so much information. Right <laughs> I'm saying that I'm, I, like it, it wasn't necessarily working. It's more like I was trying to be someone I wasn't, and so as, I, yeah. in that sense, I was. Which is honest. like everyone in high school. Right. Everyone tries to be cooler than they as are. His older brother, though, like I feel like, like to me, you always seem very cool. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, as someone that's like a decade older than you, I'm like, I'm like, I always just thought, I'm like, oh, he has his shit so together, like compared to like when oh, I was like that age. It's always on fire at all times. Just I make it look cool. <laughs> You're like, this is fine. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's the prettiest fire. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I felt like the outcasts for a while. I, yeah. I did definitely find friends, but they were also outcasts, I'd say. But in this movie, they even refer to them as the bitches of Eastwick or something. Yeah, because. Sarah sees them and, like, they kind of diss her in biology class. But then she talks to Chris and Chris is like... No, I was going to oh. say they, they do... <laughs> no, I was going to say they do diss her in class, but also it's because... Let's not forget that Bonnie mm-hmm. starts to kind of notice her. Nancy's kind of like, no, because they keep referring to this thing of she's our fourth. And so they are standoffish because I think they're like, no, this is our group of friends. They're cl- she's clearly not the fourth, but Bonnie starts to notice things about Sarah that are odd. Nancy is definitely like, I'm in charge. I say what goes. Mm-hmm. And if I don't want a fourth in this friend group, it's not going to happen. Right. That's her like vibe in this biology class. Mm-hmm. And then Chris talks to her later and is like, they're weird. They're like, quote unquote, witches. The, the one no, is a like- slut. The one is <laughs> scarred and doesn't even show her body, which I think is a shitty. Uh, this guy's shitty. Anyway. The, yeah. But they didn't even talk about Rochelle. And no, I, I pointed don't. out to you guys, I was like, is he just racist? Because he's like, the other one doesn't even exist. Or you, Johnny, said, she's just cool. She's fine. She's actually normal. <laughs> she's yeah, she's, like, she's just in there because she, like, she, like, she wants to be She's got a little pink bow. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. It was a little bit weird to me that like this new girl is just going to like do the pencil thing and twirl it around. Also, there was only two girls in that first class. It was um, Bonnie and Sarah. Yeah. Everyone else was a boy. That's true. I didn't even notice that. And it was French. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if French has anything to do with it, but uh, in that scene, too, Sarah's very angsty and is kind of like making the dudes sound like idiots because they're trying to play with the teacher. Yeah. And, and she like knows know French. French. And she's like, I know that I'm different and whatever, but I'm just going to make this pencil spin. Yeah. Which is odd, right? So, like, this movie kind of plays out where Sarah doesn't know she's a witch and realizes it through her connection with these three girls and throughout the rest of the movie. But, but she's played... Stiff as a board, that like that, like let us put the stiff as a board. Yeah. Like, have yeah. you guys ever played this game? Like, I was you, gonna ask you, you that. No, I have never played it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you come into this new place, and then you're starting to be surprised about Wicca being a thing, and you've always had these things happen. It's kind of like Harry Potter. He's like, I had weird things happen to me, and but I, I never knew. Why. Also, like, why are these like why like like Vegas? Like, like go like like put on a show. Like, like <laughs> these girls are like, I just want this guy to love me. Like, fuck the guy. Like, like I just I, I want money. They're like, te- like, yeah. they're Which does come into play later with Nancy. Wanting money. It does. Mm-hmm. But, but they're teenagers, so you can't imagine they have any real plans for life other than to... I would, I would rob a bank. I would like, <laughs> get a new car. I don't know. In high school? I'm a teen, yeah. I don't know what I would have done in high school if I had powers. Probably some stupid stuff, like get Like food, they do? Food. <laughs> I don't know. I would like... I would, like Endless pad tie. Talk to some animals, make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> money or rain? Both. <laughs> 
The girls eventually do kind of realize that Sarah is special and they talk to her after her first day of school. And we learn like so much and so little. We learn that Sarah kind of attempted suicide when she was back in San Francisco and that's why they the kind of right move the right way. Which they also make a point of, yeah. How dark. And then they go into this witch shop where they meet the owner. So the owner's name is Lirio. Pretty name. <laughs> so she Leo? might be she might be from somewhere else. I think you mentioned earlier she might be Spanish or something. And if her name's Lirio, it sounds like Lirio. What's what Lirio? Isn't it like lyric or like Lidio? Lidio? Laurel? I don't know. What does Lirio mean? <laughs> in Spanish, I feel like that's a thing. I feel like that's a word. Lirio is a word in Spanish. It is Lily. Lily. Oh my God, I was going to say like, I like it's like a thing. Yeah. Lily. Yeah. Throughout the film, she kind of becomes like this reference for knowledge where they go back and ask her for help because uh so sarah's friends with them now because they were like oh we didn't really mean to be mean to you uh nancy's kind of intrigued by the idea of the fourth right and so they're hanging out with sarah they see her her scars from her you know potential suicide suicide attempts attempts. they go to the store because they're going to do five finger discounts and sarah's kind of like trying to figure out how she fits in and so she's not stealing but seems like the other ones are and lady herself is like oh are you going to pay for that and she's like yeah uh, but Lido's kind of understanding, like, you're different than these three, right? Uh, yeah. Because later it's kind of referenced that, like, she's good and that the other ones are kind of... Also, bad. like, like just to point out, so, like, this is very feminine. This whole movie is very feminine-focused. Sure. This store, like, is very feminine-focused. So, women shop, woman shop owner. There's, like, that, like, image of the Virgen de Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. The book also... The original witch. I, I, I feel like <laughs> they, they also talk about, like, this diary. The diary that she's going to steal or she's trying to steal or whatever is like a burn book, which is also like oh, mean, yeah. like Mean Girls, Clueless. So it's like another like, I'm just connecting it to these other like period type. Is it a, like yeah, I was Clueless. about to say, is it a thing yeah. of the era to say it's a burn book, there's Mean Girls, because Mean Girls, the movie came out later on, but like for sure. as a result yeah. of. Ten years later. Yeah. I'm saying it's as a result of these vibes and these kind of tropes of this time, right? So when Lidio is talking to Sarah because she points out she's different, she tells her she's a natural witch oh, and yes. power comes from within. Yes, she even yeah. mentions her mother. Already, right off the bat. Like if she knew her, right? Yes. Did she mention like, her that soon? Lady No, she's just kind of like all-knowing. She's mm. a true witch, I think you're supposed to gather mm. as the And she's audience. not like in any way, shape, or form put off by the fact that an actual witch came into the fucking store. No, she's not. <laughs> she's like, she's like, most people come in here and buy like a bracelet and like a couple of rocks. And, and put it on Instagram and, and they're like, look, yeah. witch vibes. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Okay, and then there's like actual witch comes in and she's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually went to a shop like this in Pilsen. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, we did. It was pretty fun. Um, we had pictures. Yeah, because they're like, there's a secret tea room in the back. And it, it reminded me of her secret room in the back. I mean, it secret was tea way- rooms to me are different. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> it was way more than that. we... You know, it doesn't look like a cafe. There was no counter. There was no display of anything. And they're like, okay, cool. So follow us to the back. It's ready. And we're like, what the heck? Lotions and potions. <laughs> <laughs> but it looked like a house, right? In the back. It we is a very cute place. I do recommend going and being like, can I have some tea? It's like a Starbucks in the back with tea. We should probably find it and reference it in the show notes. Yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. But if you want to like, get your sage, if you want to get your candles... That's somewhere you can go in Chicago. Totally. Yeah, the tea room was cool. They had props and everything. I mean, it was a whole experience for no reason. Reminded me of this shop in the film, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was really cool. So, again, they're in this, like, back alley 
part of town. Yeah. And, and she's this good little rich girl. I, I feel like that's an important like, note to make. Like, like Feruza Balk's character, uh, what's her name? Nancy. Nancy. Mm-hmm. Is very, like, poor white trash. Whereas mm-hmm. Sarah is very, like, high class. Good, perfect little rich girl. And she's like, that's true. And Feruza even, like, says, like, at one point, she's like, she's like, oh, nothing's ever been bad for you. Or, like, you've never had to deal with that shit. Like, it's like, I, I've had a rough life. You have. Which isn't wrong. You know, when you come from that, I uh, you didn't have a mom. I don't know, like I don't know when like mom came into the picture, but she like she like didn't have a mom. I don't know what her dad. It's not right for you to like point that stuff out for sure. No, because later <laughs> she's. I mean, you do come from nothing, but you should also not like have to attack other people for their misfortunes. This film yeah. for being 1996 is pretty woke. So Rochelle points out that Nancy's white trash, but she's still white. Yeah. So that comes with some sort of privilege. Problem <clears throat> what she uses her, I guess gift for is a racist commentary right on that that mean girl is is picking on her rochelle seems to be on a swim class where she dives and every time she tries to dive these mean girls pick on her and she always fails who is at a indoor pool and gets scared mid dive by the word shark you were on the swim team (laughs) there's obviously no sharks (laughs) so like if i'm in the mid dive and someone's like shark who cares? You're mid dive. You, I, I don't even think you can hear while you're diving. You're like you're like twirling. You're so, so high you're, up too. You're twirling so many times that like some of those shark. Who cares? Like you're just gonna like you're in the water. Like by the, before they say shark, you're done. You're done. Well, I, th- I think we're supposed to like watch this from the point of view of a teenager who's like affected by like the social parts of or a 28 year old that's playing a teenager. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so she's got a whole thing where these girls are mean to her. Laura literally says, "I don't like you because you're black," right? She literally does. I think we're, like, way ahead, though. We are. Let's circle back. (laughs) Yeah. We're still at Nancy's Manic, and Sarah is the polar opposite. Sarah's, like, a Xanaxed out rich girl. Mm -hmm. And Nancy's, like, off the bat, you could tell she's super jealous type of person, especially Mm -hmm. since she noticed that Sarah's got these natural abilities that they've all been trying to get forever. And also Chris Hooker, who is the hot guy, is into her, and uh, there's a past there with, like, Nancy. With them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she has reasons to kind of have, like, this double-sided relationship with Sarah. Jealousy. Jealousy. I mean, I'd be I'd be jealous of Sarah if, like, she came into the school, she's this new, hot little thing with great body, like, great fake hair. <laughs> great fake, fake hair. hair. Great oh, fake yeah. hair. It is not great fake hair. <laughs> For those who don't know, she was filming this movie with a wig on because she was filming something else where she had a shaved head. And the whole movie, you can see the lace <laughs> on the lace You can. Front. It's so it's like, distracting. It's so poorly blended into the makeup that you can see it the whole time. She has mm-hmm. the biggest forehead because I think they just put her bald part too too high. So Why couldn't she just be bald during this movie? Would I, that have taken away from it? Oh, like what is her, Like how bad is her hair that she needed a wig? A bad wig. <laughs> yeah. Well, she hadn't grown her hair yet, but I think is it the is it the the fact that like you can't come in as a new girl with already looking like an outcast to then be like I fit in with the outcasts and not the rest of the general body, right? I think there's like a commentary there on like femininity and like long hair. True. True. In the 90s, where yeah. it's like Jennifer Aniston hair was in. So uh, well, however, however, yeah, I was going to say that short hair with women is seen as like badass. And is that weird? Short hair with women is badass. And in the 90s, it was even more badass. Like the Cranberries lead singer had short hair. Uh, short hair is a mental breakdown. Short hair is Britney. It's considered a mental breakdown. 
Mm. When it's just your hairstyle. Well, because I was thinking Shannon of like O'Connor. Uh, Shannon O'Connor. That's where I was gonna yeah. go. I was thinking of Ripley from is Ripley from Alien? Believe it or not. Oh, Ripley. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yes. I thought that too. Ripley from <laughs> is Ripley from Alien? From Alien. Remember she has short hair. Ooh, I don't know the name Ripley. Is that the name of the lady from Sigourney Weaver or whatever? Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Ripley or Ripley? I think it is Ripley. I think that's her name. Yeah. Someone's now. probably gonna correct it, but. <laughs> There's Don't read the comments. Yeah. <laughs> you can send us hate mail. We owe you nothing. We owe you nothing. I don't know him. I'm not his brother. Do not associate with him. <laughs> um, so we get introduced to this deity named Manon. Another fun fact. Is not it's like real. you take him into you. I can He's feel inside, him inside you. me. Yeah. I'm like all these like sexual, like, oh my God, like you're fine the way you are. You don't need anyone inside you. <laughs> I'm only powerful if someone's inside me. Inside. <laughs> Every like every time they like like he's inside me. It's like I can feel him in him still coursing. Like everything was so like girl. You don't yeah, need I'm him. Like, <laughs> you don't need him. No. <laughs> I mentioned this while we were watching the movie, but part of what makes witches a horror icon is their sexual power mm-hmm. and their lack of need for male validation. That's what makes them scary in today's society. Uh, we One get thing the- about Manon, real quick. Manon was. Made up for the movie. He is. So, I looked it up. He's not an actual deity. He's made up of a lot of pagan deities. Yes. The reason that they used the fake uh, or made up one for the movie was to stay away from offending anyone who actually follows Wicca and pagan. Which is super smart. But around this, anyway, the movie around this time, someone like, so this whole movie is about like how magic and their like witchcraft or whatever makes things better or worse or whatever for them. Mm-hmm. And they do use the line that, I forget who it is, but nothing makes everything all better. Sarah, so, I think, says it. Is it Sarah? Yeah. Like, someone was like, even though, like, like Nancy has a shitty life and she lives in a trailer home, and, like, Sarah has a really good life, financially anyway, mm-hmm. and doesn't have a mom, magic isn't going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. No. So even though the whole movie, it's like magic is trying to fix everything, it doesn't fix anything. Which I think is a weird thing that happens in movies when magic is present. There's always this lesson to be learned that any magic you do do could it's like the the genie in the bottle right you always the real story of a genie is not aladdin where everything great happened i mean i guess aladdin's story is also that you can't wish for happiness because whatever you wish for is not good i know that that is an actual law in wiccan whatever you do unto others comes back threefold to you it's an actual thing so what you're saying is if i wish a million dollars for johnny i'll get three million dollars if you use it for good i mean that's pretty good right (laughs) but if you use it for evil can you wish a million dollars (laughs) <laughs> Let's do it. Right after this, we're going to do a ritual. We should do that live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you make a ritual to like, invoke Jason Schwartz, who was like the hot stoner guy? Like, Clueless, and it was also in this movie? I was going to say, at his age in the movie or now? <laughs> Either. Jason Schwartz is still hot. I would I still, will take him any age. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. I might not pick him first, but I won't say no. He might be crazy like Chris in this movie, which we'll talk about later. Okay. He could be crazy for all of one night, and then I'm kicking him out. <laughs> or That's kind of what happens yeah. with Sarah. Where she yeah. wishes for Chris's affection and it kind of comes back to bite Also, her. Chris Hooker, these names. Like, oh, what a like, name. He sleeps <laughs> with everyone. His name's Chris Hooker. And later he's Subtle. an <laughs> asshole who's probably not a good... Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's terrible. His name is he's, definitely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Just like him. He's terrible. His name's terrible. So, and he makes up a rumor like the next day that he slept with Sarah. And I'm like, okay, I haven't been in high school in a long ass fucking time. Has anyone had that done to them? Have you? Had yeah, I, yes, I had I've, a friend. I've also had that done. To, like, I've had that done to me like recently, where like someone was what? like telling people that we slept together. I'm like, we to get like clout. Clout. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I'm like clout. Even the people that have slept with me, I'm like, that's not cool. 
Like if you if you go and tell your friends that we like slept together, like what we did together. Yeah, it's very slut shamey. Yeah, it's the, super slut shamey. And yeah. I'm like, okay, who cares if you yeah. did or didn't? Like, like that doesn't make you better. I mean, like when <laughs> I went to high school, I did have a friend that this happened to, who like a dude claimed like on prom night, whatever, you know, the typical story. Yeah. But I'm like, is this still a thing? I feel like Gen Z is supposed to be a little more aware of these things and not be so slut shamey. I hope this isn't. Still I hope they are. And you know, and, and you're bringing up a good point that like, there's a lot of like me being a decade older than you all even. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, I'm like, oh, like that's terrible and awful. But the generation that's exp- that is experiencing it doesn't see it that way. So like, mm-hmm. I think it's terrible, but it's not actually terrible because it's not happening. It's not it's a thing anymore. Yeah. yeah. I hope this mm-hmm. isn't a thing anymore. It probably is because people love to slut shame. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I hope so. We've talked about this and how we we think what we see implies that because of the people who are like on TikTok and social media who like are social justice fighters, right? Mm-hmm. But I was telling her the other day, I was like, when I was younger, I was bullied and whatever and like experienced the things I did. Just because we think the next generation is not experiencing these things because of what we see online doesn't necessarily mean it's happening it's in not every the truth. instance. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that comes up is um, Rochelle is dealing with a very racist mean girl. <laughs> yeah, Rochelle. <laughs> Rochelle, who is uh, an African-American in the school mm-hmm. full of white people because I didn't see any other no, no. in this school. But also, like, Farouz Abalk is from a trailer park. And how is she in a Catholic school? private school i was gonna bring that up catholic yeah, schools true. cost money yeah yeah and her mom is kind of i mean like this, trash. she is well, complete. Yeah. i was trying to understand her parents dynamic i don't know if it was that the guy is her dad or if it's just a no, dude her mom i got the with, vibe right? that it was like her stepdad okay yeah because otherwise yeah. i mean i don't know if there's uh help to get you into catholic school right because it's private there school, is. you pay for it there yeah. is like scholarships and grants and things like that so that means nancy is smart but I was going to say, I'm like, I, she doesn't strike me as a kind that would get a scholarship either. Like, it's like she, I think her whole storyline is like, I'm, life is terrible and I don't do homework. You can be smart. She, I didn't do homework. Even if you're smart, smart, this girl does not do homework. This girl is, this girl is like, For a fact, this girl is like summoning the four corners. She's not doing two plus two. Exactly. <laughs> two plus two in high school. Blessed be. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting because in the 90s, most African-American characters were tokens. Yes. The black best friend. I was going to say that. I just wasn't sure if it was PC to say token. No, they were absolutely treated like that in the 90s. But this character is represented as having these struggles with racism. Now, could she have had other struggles that didn't deal with racism and they put in the film? Yes. Mm-hmm. But this film chose to focus on that, yeah. which you did not see at the time. We didn't see it, but like if because I brought up clothes earlier, like I feel like so this this um, the craft this movie like presents you know, like the struggle with ra- like like someone is being racist, whereas Clueless presents this very affluent African American girl Dion, and like doesn't even like talk about race. Like they're just like we're equals. We have money too. Like like yeah. which is Dion good. and Murray. I think Murray was the name of her boyfriend. Like, her boyfriend also has money. Yeah. Like like. They also, they're also introducing race without talking about it. They're, they're saying like, there are rich black people, period. Which yeah. is the way I think things should be, right? Is where you just don't even notice it. Yeah. Like, and, and that's why we, <laughs> this is making a very overt case of yeah. like, there's racism in these societies. Whereas Clueless Because she is says like, some really awful things to mm-hmm. her oh, in yeah. the swim class. Word, yeah. Things mm. that we should not repeat. No. Nope. <laughs> but Laura Lizzie is the mean girl in this. Mm-hmm. scene because she comes back later as having paid the consequences for her action 
I would like to point out that Nancy's also like a really power hungry character from the beginning. Yeah. When they're first doing these rituals with Manon and she's drinking the the blood of her four sisters, they all ask for kind of simple things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't to... ask for an HIV test. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one. So this strange. was 1996. Yeah. Like, it was a big deal. I'd... But they're drinking each other's blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do want to point out that when they got here for the ritual... Uh, I, I like the line they ask that for they their use. status. No, yes. No, I like the line that they use uh, when they get off the bus. We are the weirdos, mister. The guy's like, keep an eye out for those weirdos. And she's like, puts her sunglasses that's, on. She's like, we are the weirdos. Smiles favorite, creepily. Favorite line. Away. Which is what yeah. makes this film a, you are the outcast. You it's like cool. this film. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good to be a weirdo. Yeah, it is though. I say that today. Makes I it unique. would agree. If you're in high school. And you're listening to this. And you're the weird kid. Mm-hmm. It's fucking good. Keep it up. I watch Drag Race a lot. And I won't give any spoilers, but in the last episode of Drag Race, which is like the finale is the next episode, so it just happened yesterday. The next episode is finale. All along Drag Race, RuPaul always makes a point to like, like accept yourself. Like like what I have like RuPaul's like big lines is like, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you How will someone else? Yes. You yeah. know, somebody else or whatever. But in this last episode, and, and Drag Race America feels very like catty and drama. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's meant there's to like There's also racial issues in so many US because they have like the African-American um, mm-hmm. drag queens have the least following. Yeah. But in this last episode, he finally, like RuPaul says, like he's like, this show is all about like, like to win this show is like, you have to forget what the haters say. Yep. And respect yourself. What makes you weird is what makes you good. Like what makes mm-hmm. you weird is what makes you unique. And that's what we want to see. We want to see more of that weird. I completely yeah. agree. And I, yeah. and I think that goes into any point of your life, right? I know that people are made fun of for their interests. And I think it's a, I think people think that like at a certain age, you should be over certain things and whatever. I say this because I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. And I like what I like. He's Doesn't, a fucking nerd. It, yeah, I'm a yeah. nerd. Okay, everyone's a nerd about something. Yes. It could be sports. In their life. You could literally be a nerd about sports. I had a coworker one time make fun of me for liking superhero stuff, but he had figures of basketball players on his desk. And I was like, how are you different than me? I have jock shops at home. And like, that's my weird thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Where are we in this movie? Well, I, I don't, sorry. I'm all about tangents. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. Cosine, sign. Apologize. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so let's talk about like but, the struggles that each of these each of these girls go through. We had Rochelle dealing with racism. We have Bonnie dealing with like the scars that come from who knows what because I don't think it's ever said. It's never really from. explained. So Nancy is coming from a broken home and wants the power of Manon, it seems like. And the, then Sarah... The quote is, her spell... I think she just doesn't want to be wet trash. Like that was yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what Rochelle says, right? Mm. And, uh, I think that's all it is. Sarah's, <laughs> Sarah's is so dumb to me, but it's, I guess, a high school-y thing is that she wants Chris to like her, even though Chris has been a dick this entire time. Oh, yeah. And, like, I think Sarah's whole issue is, like, she has untapped potential and she's afraid of it and her like biggest concerns are a boy like it's weird because sarah is like the good witch but like her sisters in the coven have like crazier struggles real problems and her's like i just want the boy to love me and we never really like find out why she wanted to commit suicide like they talk about like how she killed her mom at birth but she has this connection with this person who she's never met i guess we're supposed to believe that it caused so much trauma that she wanted to kill herself because she killed her mom yeah, it could be that she got a stepmom and, and stuff. Yeah. It's just implied. That but... she's causing all these things through magic that she doesn't understand. But like, okay, when you're a woman and you don't have power, but then you have these magical powers, I don't I don't see running away, away from that. You want to like capitalize on that like Nancy does. And she's the villain. When they, they do this pact, 
right? They go into this kind of field, they do a ritual, they cut each other's hands, they drink out of this chalice, and you brought up the SCD thing. Um, <laughs> they yes. all drink the blood of each other, and as they're drinking Which was the like, blood, actually, like, circling back, it was the mid-90s. I remember, like, around that time in the 90s, or this was 96, there was also these, like, Ryan White was, like, a, like a, this little kid in Indiana who, like, had HIV, and there's, like, a Ryan White program now nationally that supports, like, HIV treatment and things like that. It's what made them take it seriously. It's what made them take it seriously, but I remember there was a, a uh, episode or a show or whatever on Showtime or HBO, one of those channels where it talked about that little boy's life. And one of the things that they would do is that he, him and his friends were blood brothers. So they would like cut their fingers oh. and like mix their blood together. And that's one of the things they couldn't do anymore because he had HIV. Oh, so it's interesting to see like remembering that and knowing that this movie was, was from the same time period and they're like mixing each other's blood and like not really talking about the HIV thing. Again, yeah. this movie is like the 1990s mm-hmm. but like it had tackled so many subject matters that i think are still taboo today mm-hmm. which yeah. is i guess why it developed a cult following yeah. not so much popular at the time because people weren't ready to talk about those things at the time yeah i think which i think in the mid 90s witchcraft was still too like it's the devil's yeah work. I mean, well we, the we satanic panic happened in the 80s i was just mm-hmm. about to say is that all those true crime things that we watch it's like the hysteria around like killers and serial killers <laughs> people being like, say hail this- satan and it's like they're not even devil worshipers but you you create this hysteria around it because they're like oh he, he worshiped the devil yeah no <laughs> not to mention that the church of satanism is a recognized religion in the government nowadays totally. yeah. and yeah. uh but you can't do yoga in school <laughs> <laughs> is it real yeah, like there was a, a what I forget what state it was, but they had like they outlawed yoga in school because it promotes whatever religion. Like, I'm pretty sure there was goat no yoga. No fucking way. There yeah. was goat yoga. Fucking way. <laughs> in my school, yoga was an elective. You can't do yoga anymore. And to me, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I wanted to stretch. I'm pretty like, sure all I want to do is like flex, like be flexible. And like, I'm like, I know that there's like a like a religion behind it too. Like, there's yeah, a that goes with it. But for my day, all I need to know is touch my toes. Like, that's all I want to do. <laughs> now I want to stay flexible yeah, only, in my thirties. Only in the right situation would downward dog apply for me. <laughs> there was goat yoga at my college. I can't get into greatest of all time. If you want to talk about Satan worshiping, goat, goat yoga, yoga <laughs> I should sign up. By the way, goat yeah. yoga. <laughs> so Rochelle wanted the racism to be taken care of. Sarah wanted Chris to love her. Bonnie wants beauty, and Nancy wants the power of Manon. She wants power, and she wants power since the beginning. She wants the power of man on. Yeah. yeah. So they're in class. Chris is staring at Sarah, and this is the first sign we see of the magic actually working. Working. And he's just staring at. What? He's being creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm yeah. saying, I'm saying it, you like. yeah. And so I think it's Bonnie who is like, I think it's working. And so Sarah's like, no, no, no. But they're walking away from class. Don't look at him, but I'm going to look at him. And Chris is following them. And he's like, I want to talk to you. I love you. Suddenly I woke up and it's just like, you're the only thing I can think of. And they're kind of like standoffish and he goes away. And they play the game light as a feather, stiff as a board at home. And they levitate Rochelle. And then the mom walks in and is like, are you guys doing drugs? <laughs> are you high? Are you smoking the marijuanas? Like a girl just fell from like it was midair, fell to the ground. And she was concern, still in the air when she comes in. Totally. Yeah. And her concern is. <laughs> but then we get this montage. It's a very feel good montage of the girls Wish feeling powerful. Coming. An Oxima commercial is what I like. I really like. They're just kind of like. Duh. <laughs> the music is very Carrying like the wind. everyone's got sunglasses yeah. on inside. It, Nancy's very like bipolar. Like they're 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 very like like Nancy's like angry and hates Sarah and her her wish isn't coming true or her spell isn't coming true. 
But then there's this scene and they're all like friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's very back and forth. You can never tell if, if they're mad at each other or what, but they, like, unless they say so, you don't realize it because then the next scene will be them being friends. I guess yeah. it's supposed to be like commentary on female relationships at the time yeah. where like, you like this person, but you're kind of jealous of this person at the same time. They're good friends at this point. You can tell because of the montage. They're all feeling good. Sarah is helping Rochelle out because she walks by Laura. Sarah's never been involved with anything to do with Laura mm-hmm. and just in the hall plucks out a of some of her hair and she's like you pulled my hair and if i ever hated someone that's exactly what i would do I'm like fuck you is it really that hair. easy to pull someone's whole patch of hair out i i don't care how much hair i pull out i'm pulling hair <laughs> <laughs> she pulls her hair out laura's like you bitch and just walks away and the next scene is rochelle diving and sarah's hair is falling, falling out, out and she's got a rash on the back of her head and rochelle has the best dive of her life i want to say that rochelle's situation with this girl laura eventually we see that laura's hair is completely falling out in the shower and you're like you get the fact- which i can sympathize with because i'm starting to go bald in the back. <laughs> so i'm like i'm like i, f- I know that feeling yeah which you not. you kind Probably. of feel bad but also like just because your hair is falling out doesn't excuse you being a fucking racist no i kind of don't feel sorry for her also the emergent she, she's like sitting in a shower and her hair is like her hair is very like gone like she's wearing a a bald ball cap she goes from terrible wig to terrible bald ball cap yeah which is like obviously has hair under it could you imagine walking into a bathroom and like there's a trail of hair and then you're walking on on a girl just crying on the floor i can't imagine it but i also can't imagine the like the girl that's like freaking out like oh my god let me get some emergency treatment for you i'm like there are more emergent things happening in here than some girl's hair falling out and later on, they go to a party and the bitch has a wig on. Yeah, you're fine. You have a wig on. And she talks to Rochelle and she's like, hey, I wanted to talk to you about like what? Like, right. what did about you want to talk to? Like, now you being black is okay because I'm bald. <laughs> I understand your struggle now because I'm bald? Right. No! It was just so like, <laughs> the, the Laura story is weird because we were talking about this and I was saying that the practical thing what would happen is if someone pulled my hair out in the hallway and I was like, you're, you're a bitch and walk away and the next day my hair starts to fall out and I have rash in my head, I would immediately assume that you did something to my hair. I would press charges. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, why wouldn't that be the minute? But it was. It wasn't even Rochelle. It was Sarah. But when she's at the party and she sees Rochelle and she's and like, "Hey, I just want to be really nice to you." It's like, hey. <laughs> I, I noticed that you're at this rich, wealthy party, like with, and I want to be your friend. Rich, wealthy party, and you're here. <laughs> rich, wealthy party with a keg. <laughs> I want to say that Bonnie's situation is kind of messed up. So Bonnie had her body horror situation. She has uh, you called it needling, Johnny. Because you come from the medical field. Micro-needling. Micro-needling. Which is now like a outpatient. Like you do it in the office. You walk into the doctor's office. They like, they micro-needle your stuff. And like the, re- like it's supposed to like help because it increases blood flow to the area. So it reduces scars and like stretch marks and that kind of thing. But it wasn't like, it was like a 16 to 18 gauge needle in that fucking movie. And it was like jabbing at her. Like yeah. now it's like, it's tiny little needles that like get dragged across your skin. When you pointed that out, I was starting to think about how the machinery in hospitals was always scary as hell. Because it was just so obnoxious. So yeah, I that what medical movie. is like horrifying in its own right. So Bonnie's scars are gone and she's come back and she's glowing. And she's fucking beautiful. Like if I looked like her and I had scars, I probably would still... She's literally the I would main. still be a hoe. I would like, still I would, be a yeah. bad bitch. Like, you know... I'm, like, I'm gonna leave the t-shirt on, but I'm still a hoe. Still got like massive <laughs> boobs. I'm yeah. fine. Oh my so, god. Yeah. So the I, nipples are fine. Go for it. <laughs> 
But again, this actress is beautiful. Yeah. We're supposed to believe because she has a couple scars that she's not. Speaking as someone with a massive scar going from ear to ear, mm-hmm. like I think you focus so much on like the negative that you like assume everything is bad. So like this yeah. little, I would like I would like pencil this like little scar in. Like I, I, would, I just assume people would just like focus on that. And then at one point I'm like no one fucking cares about this guy. Like, so many people were like, oh, I like your scar. Because they thought, or, or no, no, I like your hair. I'm like, yeah. what, what about my hair? And they're like, well, the line. I'm like, the line is a scar. And so many people were saying that. And eventually, like, fuck this. The I'm line like, is a vibe. Like, it's clearly not, the pencil stuff is not working. It's clearly mm-hmm. still visible. And probably, like, even sadder because I'm penciling it in. So what we're saying is, if you have something that makes you different, fucking own it. Yes. Own that shit. <laughs> that makes like, you, you. Like, you're worrying, like, you're stressing yourself out so much for something that no one fucking cares about. Which is very high school no one notices it and you think everyone notices it yeah you're the only one that notices it. You're, yes. you're, people are focused on what you're saying or doing no one's no one cares about the guy. I, I honestly like looks are like such a like a side piece this thing is, that like no one cares about uh, and nancy wants a smaller ass heroin <laughs> she and for manon to fill her look yeah, yeah. Manon to fill her <laughs> fill <laughs> me manon that she actually says a manon fill me do you think yeah. it was a thing to just make a manon i want a manon inside me I think so. I feel like I feel like it was because like, names are never just like I feel like in movies and in books and stuff like that. Names are never just like oh Rebecca sounds great. Like no, they they pick them intentionally. I feel like Manon is like a thing. Like unless Manon is like an actual. It's not that they made him up for this. Unless it's a Mana is a thing. Like Mana, like like Mana is like 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 Mana M A N A. Nectar of the God M A N A. Yes. Nectar of the Gods and like stuff like 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 a yeah. It's like chakra. Sorry. I am sure people will point out that our witch information is totally fucking We'll learn wrong. eventually. And guys. I am willing to accept the feedback from anybody that wants to send teach it to me. Teach me. I'm willing to take a class. Please have, teach me. Go to our website, of comment on this friends. episode, yeah. learn, teach us about Wicca. <laughs> I have plenty of witchy friends that would like love to give us that information. So if you're yeah. one of the witchy friends, like DM. Yes. Yeah. We got married in fucking Salem and learned some shit there. <laughs> oh, let me tell you about Eric and Vivi. Like, like Eric and Vivi are like the most cosplay witchcrafty <laughs> Salem marriage on October 31st people that I've ever met. We're willing to learn, okay? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're embracing this. They're, they're definitely not like making fun or poking fun or like mm-hmm. no, no, no. They are embracing this moment honestly, and situation and please help. Honestly, yeah. uh, so I'm not religious, right? Uh, we can't, Are we grew, you not? No, no, no. We grew no. up in. Hold on. We grew up in Catholicism. Girl, she played in a, on an organ in like a, like a church for six years. She like I was very. <laughs> you like so I I played a piano at an, a I church, church for a bunch you. of years, and then this one took over and played guitar at the same church. Mm-hmm. Wicca and 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 things like that though have like intrigued me. Energy from it, I think that's real. I think that if we were to say that energy is a religion, and I'm a very scientific person, I think that I, when I, you look at, I don't at, know about that. I'm saying that I think that when we talk about religion, we talk about spirits, we talk about energy. I mean, energy doesn't just end when you die, right? And all energy transfers to something else. That's the same thing, yeah. I think energy is spirituality. It's real, honestly. yeah. Yeah. And so I think this kind of this Wicca, this religion, this even pagan religions and the things that they believe. And sometimes I'm like, man, I. I believe that more than Catholicism. Well, a yeah. lot of Catholic <laughs> holidays are based in pagan holidays because mm-hmm. they couldn't they change it historically. People wouldn't let go of their original religions. Can we, like, since we're bringing that up, can we talk about, like, why then is she wearing rosaries? Right. Why is Feruzabog wearing, why is, <laughs> why is Nancy wearing all these rosaries? She wears a ton around? of them. Tons. Especially after she gives Sarah this background of, like, this practice that we do is more than God and the devil. It's, it's above. Beyond it, it's that. before It's before God. Yeah. yeah. Man created God. 
bad. This is before that. Nancy, as her character gets darker and her makeup gets darker as she gets mm. more powerful, and then the crosses on her start to turn upside down. Oh, I her didn't earrings see that. turn upside down. Her chains and chokers turn upside down. She becomes the Antichrist. She... A little bit. Yeah, but I think it's is it symbolic? They did consult an actual Wicca to make sure that everything was kind of authentic and that everything that they do talk about is true to some capacity. I'm trying to keep that in mind and everything that they were saying and thinking like what was made up for the movie and what was real. I don't know that we even saw any religious like let's say Christian um, symbology when we were even in any of those like I would feel like stores. the plague of bugs and snakes and vermin is very Catholic. Uh, that's why it's like it's what does that have to do like was it is it actually part of the Wicca story? I mean again I sound probably ignorant for anyone who actually does this but if they did talk to someone to make it authentic what did that have to do with it then? We're also like putting like we're explaining or we're thinking of Wicca as opposite of religion. So I think it has something to do with being raised Catholic and in the past years I've been trying to get into Wicca and all those kinds of things and it's just you you see that that Wicca is viewed as oppositional but it's just another religion. I kind of disagree. I don't think we're looking at it as opposites. I think it's an alternative that is conflicting in certain respects to I think we always like I, like I don't think we are I, I think generally the public like looks at Wicca as the opposite of religion and I think mm-hmm. it's because people incorrectly associate it with Satan and the devil but so Nancy out of all the four girls right who are experiencing their magic come true Nancy's kind of the one that's left out like I don't know if it's working I don't know if it's Manon's you know, that's the only thing she asked for was Manon's power. Um, and at this point the quality of the films also starts to deteriorate if you guys don't I don't know if you all really? noticed it but I noticed that like the quality of the movie, like, it was never, like, great. It was also, it was always kind of campy. But, like, at this point, like, it starts to, like, lose, like, like the storyline starts to get a little chaotic. Visually, it gets a little chaotic, too. It's the early 90s. Well, I asked, I was like, this is 1996, and we just covered Scream the last episode. And they were both in 1996, but I feel like this one looks older. But she goes home, her parents are, are fighting, and Ray attacks the mom, and Nancy blows up. Like, she gets angry, and she's like, mm-hmm. leave her alone, and the stove and whatever else blows up and Ray starts to have kind of like a heart attack in the ambulance. Next scene is they're at the, it sounds like the collector guy who's like, hey, your life insurance is this because Ray died. Mm -hmm. So Nancy technically killed Ray with her power. Nancy realizes I've got the power and they realize that they have a life insurance policy for $175,000. And so naturally the mom goes and buys a condo with a jukebox. (laughs) A condo with a sofa and a jukebox and that's it. And there's a mattress (laughs) on the floor. That's all you need. And that's what I want. <laughs> but I also start to feel like at this point, like witchcraft is just theatrical. They all use witchcraft for, I would say, selfish reasons. And I think that's what makes it like disingenuine. Yeah, because the next scene that we get after the condo is them reading through magazines. Let's, again, let's think about this as a high schooler, right? You have these high school girls who have witch powers. And so they start going through these magazines and they're like, make your eyes blue or change your eye color. Okay, not change your hair. Was it Sarah who changed her eyes from green to brown? Yeah. She changed her hair from brown to blonde. Very horrible CGI. The glamour comes into play a lot during the last few scenes where they're all kind of just trying to manipulate each other. And that's because Sarah is also starting to realize that the other girls' intent is not, or specifically Nancy's intent, mm-hmm. isn't 
isn't very good. And so Sarah starts to notice that like the magic is kind of going bad because Chris is following her, begging her to hang out. He's outside of her house. You remember that? She, he like confesses her love and he's like, I don't know why I'm here. I just like one day woke up and I love you. And she's like, you don't even know me, bro. And the girls are doing the ritual on the beach. And this is when I think Nancy's real power with Manon actually takes effect because this is when we get the walking on the water scene. The sharks are on the beach and <laughs> Johnny, you pointed out that if someone, because there's a ton of people on this beach for some reason. Yeah. And there's a bunch of dead sharks and other fish on the beach just washed up. And Nancy starts to say, oh, my God, it's for me. It's a gift. They're my oh gifts. He loves me. Oh, my God. <laughs> if someone said that and I'm, like, watching it, I'm, like, I'm pulling my phone out. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> we get the scene where Sarah finally agrees to go on a date with Chris. And it's not a great scene. I, I forgot how dark this movie can get because it's, like, a potential rape scene. She's there because she had a potential fallout with the girls. And she's trying to vent to this character. It doesn't go well. He tries to sexually assault her and she runs away. Which is kind of out of character. Like he like, it's almost like he, like that was his real self coming out. I feel like. Yeah, because later on, she's like, you know, when he gets killed or whatever, she's like, oh, at his core, I believe he was a good guy. And I'm like, no, no, Mm-mm. he was a fucking rapist. And yeah. he was always shitty before you put the spell on him. Yeah. The point is that the spells were going to go wrong at some point, right? And so the yeah. worst part of making someone love you is that they are obsessive and want and what does that do to, to take you no matter what, whether you want to or not. And so that is the dark side of making want, making someone want to love you. So when she eventually goes to her friends to like vent about this, Nancy takes it upon herself to extract revenge on the, Chris. The follow part is so weird to me because it's like if you went to Chris to vent about your shitty friends that just said, fuck you, if you're scared, don't hang out with us. But then Chris tries to rape you and then you're like, you know what, Chris is shitty. So I'm going to go vent to my friends who hate me because I'm shit because you guys are shitty. But I'm going like, to go vent no. to you guys. Too. Yeah, it's it's kind of messed up. You know, say what you want about Nancy. I love her look. I love her. Boots. Oh yeah. But yeah, she like goes to this party where Chris is at. To she claims it's for revenge, but she kind of ends up hooking up with him while pretending to be Sarah. <laughs> for me, oh, I'm watching that and I'm like, oh yeah, I would totally do that to somebody. I'm like, 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 I'm like, like <laughs> she's like walking up to it. He rejects her initially when she's yeah. like, when she's dressed as like as Nancy. And then she like changes her appearance to look like Sarah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm into it." And then like starts writing him, and like, and, like, like I don't appreciate the the like, full like three inch deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean more like I don't appreciate that these girls would fight over such a fucking lame dude. He's so not cute. No. They are so much better than him. Yeah. Like, why fight? They have over powers. Him? Yes, yeah. and this dude is like a lovesick puppy. If I'm fantasizing about Jason Schwartz, there's a problem with casting. Do you know, like, like, <laughs> yeah, but you said he was hot and scream. I thought, yeah, I thought he was hot and scream. So he was just not portray. He was not like makeup or like character. Whatever they did to person. him, yeah, or he- they just did a really good job of making him creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just a shitty character, which is his character. Yeah, yeah. I would like to point out that Nancy, the actress, she's a really good character in the scene because she's like going crazy. She's shaking her head and she's being like, "You don't even exist to me. This is a game." No one else could be Furzabok. No, like the- she, this is so cast for her. Like when you think of the craft, the one character I think of. I mean, when I saw the rest of the characters, I don't even remember them. I just remember Furzabok. Yeah, even Fur- though Fur- Sarah is supposed to be the good witch. You don't think of her. You think of Nancy. I don't even really care what Sarah's doing right now, but I care what Nancy's doing right now. Like right. she's still in the asylum. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, I get it. I get that Sarah is the reason these girls have power, but I kind of don't sympathize with Sarah that much. Yeah, she's not likable. She's no, I don't like her. no. That's what yeah. I think. That's what she's I'm the main like, character, mm-hmm. and you're kind of not rooting for her. This happens with a lot of movies, no. though, because we were talking about uh, Twenty Eight Weeks Later too, and how like the main don't nobody cares. I just want to know mm-hmm. what's happening with everything going on, and that's how I feel about Sarah. Is that Sarah? Yeah, sure, is the good one, but the most iconic character is Nancy, and she's the bad character. And is it? Is it because we like are like she's badass and that's why she's the most memorable part? I just I don't like. So. I, no, I don't know. Like, like, I don't like how Sarah's like I was talking about earlier. Like the way she's kind of like saying like, "Hey guys," like I don't care. like it's so like a very laissez faire attitude that I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like I don't. Who are you? Yeah, yeah. she comes from a place of privilege already. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, Nancy, Rochelle, and Bonnie they have real struggles. That's true. Yeah, you don't really feel sorry for her. Sarah. Problem is the guy doesn't like. Yeah, the guy doesn't like me. He called me a slut. Yeah. I already have powers, but the guy doesn't like me. I don't know. I think I'm this by, is... I think it's such a woman empowerment movie. It is. That this feels like such a disempowered role. It does. I think it's a woman empowerment movie, but not in the way they intended. Hmm. They intended you to resonate with Sarah, and you kind of... Well, I guess if you're not... I was going to say, you're, if you're a minority, I If think you're a minority, you're... if you're not someone coming from a position of power already, you don't resonate with Sarah. That's true. Yeah. You resonate with Nancy, Bonnie, Rochelle, because they mm-hmm. have actual struggles. Even yeah. even if Nancy and Bonnie are white, they have real-life problems that Sarah doesn't portray at all. Well, literally, her own wish was just, I want this guy to like me. Are we the wrong demographic, though? Like, we're watching this from, like, I'm like if I was a 14-year-old, a 12 to 14 year old girl in high school I'd be like oh yeah I want the guy like that would resonate with me like oh yeah I want the guy to like me I want the quarterback to be into me I actually probably if I was a 12 to 14 year old girl like, unless I was a you were a 14 year old girl when this movie came out I, I was back at well I was at least a 10 year old girl back in the, I was a 13 year old she back in the day and I feel like then I would like I would totally want the quarterback to do me and I don't think I would even see the struggles of the girl with scars but like she has scars big deal like the guy I want the guy or yeah. like no one likes me because I'm Mexican I don't care I just want him to like me So, as the only um, girl, except Johnny, (laughs) the only other, um, the only other other girl, except Eric, who's cis, whatever. (laughs) Fucking boring. This movie's not for you. I thought I was cool. I want to be Frizzable. I just want the name. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I watched this movie. I knew it existed when I was growing up, but I watched it for real when I was in high school and college. I resonated more with Nancy. The, like, lack of power, wanting more. Also think about, like, okay, so as minorities, her story is probably the most, the one that resonates with us the most. In society, we're probably treated at the bottom of the food chain, right? Like mm-hmm. Rochelle, and like so Bonnie. To think yeah. that, like, we would use power for becoming greater, why would wouldn't that be the immediate thought, right? To just yeah. be like, I want more power yes. because I have no power. Everything I come from is shit. We need, we need more. Literally, Sarah, at some point when her dad's trying to help her because uh, Chris gets killed by Nancy and mm-hmm. thrown out a window, just everything I touch is shit. It goes to shit or dad, whatever. It's like, dude, fucking stop, man. You're, you have money. You have a house. Your parents are here. Like, you don't have the same problems that any of the other characters and have. And I think that's why this movie has a cult following. Not because anyone resonates with Sarah, but the struggles of Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle. Like, honestly, I don't relate to Sarah at all. No, neither do I. No, I mean, she kind of becomes cool at the end, story-wise, right? She wants to be good. But, I don't know, what is this what is the message of this movie if the characters who go through actual struggle are punished and the girl who came from privilege and money wins? wins. Even if, like even like that like the last line she goes you don't want to end up like Nancy. 
You don't want to end up like her, and she's like in an m- asylum. So she went from the, a trailer in a bad situation, being abused by like adults, to to being, being abused to, to, by to, the institution, to being declared mentally ill. Yeah. 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 So let's not skip over the like crazy finale where these three girls tried to attack Sarah because Sarah is realizing that things are going bad with the rest of the girls and realizes that Nancy specifically is a, a bad person and she's kind of using her thing for bad so Sarah cuts a picture of Nancy starts to do a binding ritual uh, mm-hmm. on a piece of a picture that she cuts out of the four of them I banned you Nancy from doing harm Sarah dreams of right after this Sarah dreams of the girls crashing through her window and taking her in you pointed out how it was really like, Sanders and sisters, sisters. And sisters. <laughs> it looked like that scene <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah the voices that they use aren't even scary I think one of them's like but so they're looking for her uh they find her in a bathroom and they're kind of confronting her and nancy points out don't ever try to put a spell on me and sarah's kind of like what the fuck how does she know uh she's like in the old days a witch would be killed for betraying her coven which i thought like like she wasn't betraying her coven she was just binding nancy from doing bad things to people yeah yes and we were debating how is that betrayal for the show but sarah goes to the store because she sees all this stuff going on sarah talks to the store owner and the store owner starts to reveal some things about sarah that she herself didn't know and she says your mother was also a witch your power is strong she takes her to a room and there's a symbol on the floor and the floor starts to kind of like wave right because it's resonating with her energy and her power and the store owner's like we need to invoke manan ourselves and sarah's like but but nancy has that power isn't it evil and she's like no it's if you're bad or you're good the spirit or whatever the energy the god will kind of feed off that energy that you have if you're good she said power like magic is both good and evil yes and it depends I on this what's was in very your heart interesting mm-hmm. That magic is not good or bad. Like nature, it's both. Mm-hmm. And it just depends on the witch and how she uses it. Which I thought was, was powerful, right? The sequence kind of goes on. The They start to kind of invoke the spirit because she's kind of hesitant to do so. And it looks like the store explodes. And there's a lot of this throughout the rest of the movie where there's like things that happen but aren't actually happening. It's glamoring. Glamour. Glamouring mm-hmm. is what they call it, yes. And so it looks like the store blows up. And so Sarah freaks out and she's like, it's Nancy. She's fighting back, right? And so she leaves, runs away, and goes through. Goes through the worst part of town. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's like I'm gonna take a shortcut through the, like the shadiest part of town she goes home she sees that her parents left a note and the note says we hi went. we went to go take a plane that was gonna crash so peace <laughs> yeah. out yeah. and so Nancy calls on the phone and she's like oh haven't you seen the news the news look turn on the TV and the news no is I was watching saying, Drag Race <laughs> <laughs> And the news is saying, uh, basically, there was some flight that crashed. And so everyone who was on it didn't survive. And so Sarah is like, oh, my God, my parents are dead. She doesn't believe it, but she goes outside. There's snakes, spiders, maggots, everything throughout the house. Which is interesting, right? Because there's so much in the Bible about, like, parasites and vermin. The plague. And, and the plague. Yeah, and it plays into this. So while the girls are in the house, um, Nancy, Bonnie, and Rochelle, they're trying to intimidate Sarah. It's kind of weird because they play off Sarah's insecurities about suicide and things like that. Sarah finally decides I'm not going to be afraid of my power. I'm going to embrace it. And Bonnie and Rochelle are very easily scared off. They also like it isn't until this point like I know that they're like secondary characters and like it's Sarah against Nancy thing but in this like in the house moment they're in the house after like the snakes and whatever it's the first time that I feel that Rochelle and Bonnie are like henchmen mm-hmm. because yeah. Sarah because um, Nancy tells them go upstairs and look for her mm-hmm. or tells Rochelle go upstairs and look for her and Rochelle's like I'm not gonna go up there alone and she like puts a knife to her she's like do it or I'll slit your throat mm-hmm. yeah and so then they both go up there she's like come on I'll do it with her yeah I thought it was funny 
funny that uh, I don't know if it was Bonnie or Rochelle, but they're like, why isn't she using powers against us? And Nancy's like, it's because she's weak. So I will point out that Nancy wants to claim that Sarah's weak, but the girls wouldn't have powers at all if it wasn't for Sarah, which is, you know, a whole problematic thing in its own right. But also, like, Sarah has innate abilities, but they're limited until she summons mana. Until she's willing to not limit herself, which I think is a commentary on being, like, a woman, like, don't limit yourself just because you're insecure. But Nancy sees it as weakness. Think about it. Like, you are someone who is trying to be powerful. You suddenly have power, and you have a lot of things that you're coming from that are problematic. All the power comes from outside, whereas all of Sarah's power comes from inside. That's what makes me feel so sad for Nancy's character, because... I feel like most people would feel like I'm powerless. I'm powerless to the things that are going on around me. But Sarah's character is like, I'm powerful. I'm just kind of holding back. Naturally powerful. The power just came to me because I was born in it. I was born to it because my mother was also a witch, which comes into play later. I feel bad because Feruza Balk is the best actress and she got like this like slighted character. The most memorable. But she was the perfect casting. No one remembers Sarah. No. Yeah, I hate Sarah. Anyway, like you said, Bonnie and Rochelle are the easiest to get rid of because what you wish on others comes back three times. Yeah, and it diminishes their characters to vanity. Because Bonnie's affected by scars and Rochelle's affected by the loss of her hair, which is what she did to others. So they immediately leave. Immediately run away. <laughs> run out the door. <gasps> I'm bald. And Nancy's like, I'm ugly. Fuck? Like, runs away. So Nancy's like, what the fuck? And so Sarah is starting to do these incantations because she's starting to vibe with her powers. And she sees the picture of her mother. Come Very to life. Harry Potter vibes, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like your parents are the ones helping you defeat the villain and the pictures are coming to life. Saying and she's powerful and not to be afraid of her own own power her wounds healed and nancy starts to look for her yeah and there's this like whole sequence where she starts to scare nancy quick note um nancy has all these bugs and snakes appearing on her and it kind of implies that she's like a corpse right like she's dead inside these snakes and these bugs are like on her body she freaks her out it's not real but her fingers and her hair are turning into snakes she scares her and she's like hey and she comes out the mirror which is a cool effect so i think i think the the mirror the mirror comes into play a lot in this movie yeah i think it's like a play on yourself and then your inner true self like the bad intentions of yourself. But so the the attack with Nancy happens. She attacks Sarah. And Nancy's like, fine, I won't I won't do this anymore. But then Sarah's like, fine, but you can't do harm to other people. And then that's where Nancy I freaks bind the you, fuck Nancy. out. She's just do that I bind you Nancy thing. From, I bind you Nancy from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. She attacks her. They're like kind of flying on the wall. And all these things are flying out. The dresser comes. Nancy dives. And so just the clothes are left behind mm-hmm. because nancy's like where are you where are you and just her clothes layouts there her shirt her skirt her pants it's a glamour and sarah pops out and kind of like kicks nancy away from her the strongest kick in human history <laughs> yeah because nancy's <laughs> also trying to stab her at this point she launches yeah. her across the room into a mirror that's on the other side of the wall and that's how it kind of just ends it's enough to like make her stop being yeah. nancy she says it again i'm binding you from ever doing harm again it's the next morning mm-hmm. i don't know if it's implied that it's the literal next morning or later because Nancy's already in the asylum. I don't know. They sold the house. So. Yeah. 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 It's implied that she's moving away. And so Bonnie and Rochelle show up and they say sorry to Sarah. It's very like, Oh, whatever. we're sorry. We tried to kill you. No big deal. Yeah. But by the way. Do you, you... still have powers? Yeah. <laughs> Our powers don't seem to be working Oh, no. Anymore. It's cool. We should bring it up. Y- yeah. And then they walk away and Sarah's kind of like, no, whatever. And then uh, I think it's Rochelle who's like, ah, she probably doesn't even have her powers anyway. And, and she fucking like... 
Makes the sky go crazy. She turns into a storm from the next one. <laughs> yeah. She does. She does. Fucking brings on the lightning onto the trees. And the tree branch almost kills Bonnie and Rochelle. And they're like, oh shit, you still have powers. But you yeah. don't want to end up like me. But you don't want to end up like Watch Nancy. your back, girls. Yeah. <laughs> so and then nice we scene. see Nancy's actually in like an institution. And she's very Peter Panish for some Which reason. Which is one of my favorite fly. scenes. Yeah. Okay. Bye. I have I powers. Can fly. I'm flying. And it's yeah. very like manic in fly. the way she's flailing in the bed. In a straight jacket. And it's the end. Bed. And that's the end. I get the sense that we're supposed to side with Sarah and not feel bad for Nancy, but I kind of side more with Nancy. I so, feel like if there was a sequel to the movie, I don't care what happens to Sarah. I want to know what happens to Yes. Nancy. I think that was actually a project in development, but didn't like go through. People yeah. wanted to know more about Nancy than Sarah. She's more interesting. Sarah's boring as hell. But so. Yeah, it's like, okay, cool. Go back to Berkeley. Like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You're the good witch, but you haven't actually had that yeah. much struggle compared to these three girls. Good luck with your really sad witch story. We're going to follow Furza. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like. The movie gives you the vibe that you're supposed to not like the girls who have actually gone through some hard shit, but side with the rich white girl. Yeah. We're all minorities. Yeah. I don't know if, like, anyone Um, else would take this movie a different way. I guess I apologize, but also don't apologize for not being white and looking at it from that perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I can't sympathize with your white main character. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. So, Johnny, first one to rate it. What is your thought on this movie? What Out of what? Out of 10. Ooh. So, it's high camp. So, like, as far as camp goes, it's 9 out of 10. But as far as, like, quality of, like, a scary movie, I... It's, like, a 5. As far as horror, it's like a one. Like yeah. it's, not, it's not even horror. Like the the most horrific thing is like the snakes and, and spiders. Yes. <laughs> even if you were religious, I'm like it's not that like like heavy witchcrafty. Like I feel like it's not too it's not satany enough for me. Like if I was really religious, I would still mm-hmm. watch it. Yeah. It's not satany enough. I would give it. Mm, okay, I think this movie unintentionally became a cult classic and talked about things that would become prevalent later on. Mm. So for that, I'd give it a nine out of ten. But like you said. It's not scary. I don't know. I guess I'll stay at a 9 out of 10 just because I love that it was like a goth movie. I love the female empowerment and that the movie centers around female friendships instead of like relationships, really. What would you give it? Yeah, I think I agree. It's a 9, like movie wise, because I think that it's badass to make the misfits cool and powerful. Mm-hmm. And Frieza Bulk is like great. I, I I hate that she's not more prominent. Unintentionally, you know, like they yeah. didn't probably mean to be this aware. That's else. actually like more of a testament to Frieza Bulk. I feel like that's like a a character or an actress that like owned the character and mm-hmm. was able to create this like here's this character that's the villain and she created the fucking villain. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like they gave Sarah this like you're the main character and Sarah's like okay I can coast. Yeah. yeah. And I have a bad wig. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the yeah, CGI. As far mm. as horror goes, it's not. It's scary not at all. scary. No, it's a one on the scary scary list, but but a nine it's on the movie. It's scary list. if you find women scary it's and female scary. empowerment scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which says more about you. If you're woke, you're gonna be scared. 
Wait, if you're woke, you're going to be scared? For this movie? Yeah. Or if you're not woke? If you're, you're not woke, you're going to be scared. But if you're, if you're woke, you're going to be like, yeah. this is a great movie. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. If you're looking for some Netflix and chill horror stuff. Nine you know? out of ten. Oh. Well, <laughs> well, I, no. So see, I feel, I feel like a nine out of ten movie would make me want to watch the movie. Oh, okay. But the one out of ten horror film, like, now it's a Netflix and chill movie. Like, if you don't want Again. to be impressive, you probably shouldn't watch this. But if you want to be impressive. Um... <laughs> So if you grew up with this movie and you don't want to pay attention to it, I, Netflix and chill movie. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if you don't want to impress who you're trying to bring into a one I stand with, don't watch The Craft. If you bought cheese fries and a burger and then there's like chicken tenders on the way, you're going to like this movie. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm still confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. That's how I got Baby to marry me. What you... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't tell people that. No wonder she wore a black dress. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, generally, it's a fun movie. I think it improves over time. Yeah. I think people at the time were not ready for this movie. I think now it's more acceptable. Yeah, but do you want to talk about what scared Loki this week? Yes. Loki was scared by the beach scene and all the things that were going on during it. Yeah, the sirens, Johnny. <laughs> um, he couldn't get over Johnny. That was a big distractor. This is the first time Johnny's come over, so. You know, I will say this is the first time he's like cuddled with a person like crazy. <sighs> So he might really like you. Yeah, he just kept staring at you. I don't know if you noticed that. I've only met him like once or twice before. Once. So do you want to tell us about it, Loki? Great. Glad you like Johnny. <laughs> I might be too. All right. Well, that's the show. Thanks for being on here, Johnny. Uh, it's been a trip. It was really fun. <laughs> is there anything you want to promote? So John Gringo on Instagram. Um, my Twitter is Eaton Dixon Butt. It's E-A-T-O-N-D-I-X-O-N-B-U-T-T-E. <laughs> um, it's descriptive as well as like a family name. Yeah, we'll link it in the show notes. Cool. Yeah. I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So as always, we hope you guys had a good time here. You can follow us anywhere at Shaken Not Scared Pod, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook. You can send us an email at shakenotscaredpod at gmail.com. Suggest the cocktails, suggest the movie. Uh, you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, a bunch of others. And recap on that cocktail that cocktail was actually good i did did actually like that cocktail what'd you call it the bitchcraft one bitchcraft yeah Yeah. i'm down for more bitchcraft (laughs) (laughs) give us a like review rate if you like johnny give him a like review rate (laughs) (laughs) and if you don't like me like i don't know like a warm hug or like a a comment if you don't like him why are you here yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay thanks bye bye Hey everyone, just one last thing. This is Eric from the Shaken Not Scared podcast. If you're a fan of all things wrestling, listen to the MBMR Wrestling Podcast as the WrestleManiac hosts Martin and Manny cover predictions and highlights of all the matches going on in the wrestling world. Give them a listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you enjoy your podcasts.